Thanks for joining us today on Leader to Leader. We have in the studio a very special guest, retired Admiral Cohen, who has over 34 years of military experience, as well as private industry working for Eastern Airlines and Delta Airlines. He's going to give us some great tips on leadership, how to be better leaders, and how to apply it in today's world. Enjoy this episode of Leader to Leader. I do have a question that, with your experience, Coming from military, becoming public to private entity, can you talk just briefly about how the two in leadership either are different, similar? Because I'm really intrigued now speaking to some people in the military that have a certain way and listening to the Blue Angels and what they do. And Rick keeps saying, oh, we should do this. And I'm like, oh, no, because I come from corporate. Can you talk just a little bit about that leadership? Let me think about it for a minute. You know, the military, obviously, at least the public perception, very regimented, right? Lots of rule sets within the corporation. You do it this way, not that way. There's a lot of that. There's no doubt that rank can sometimes get in the way of communication. You have to be, as you're more senior, you have to be very aware of that. And I don't know because I worked in management at Delta Airlines for a little while, but mostly I was a pilot for them. So I'm not sure that I have the right analogy or the right comparison. But, you know, sometimes, as I said, that rank gets in the way or maybe being the dean gets in the way because nobody wants to bring you the bad news. And that probably is true in corporate America just as it is in the military. But certainly as you move up that corporate ladder, and in theory, you are more important than people don't want to tell you the truth. You often get people bringing you what they think you want to hear and not what is really going on. So I think yeah. any leader, again, maybe not if you're the 20-something in a small group, but any leader that has a substantial size organization, so they can't themselves be on top of every piece of that organization. It doesn't have to be General Electric. It can be a lot smaller organization than that. Your conversation with the CEO of Naval Air Station Pensacola, his organization is big enough that he can't know everything about every piece of what's going on on that base all the time. And so you have to be mindful of the signs that you see that perhaps need more looking into, something that you're being aware of, and and that's why you've got to do some walking around. You need to be aware of what's going on. But every now and then, you may spy something catches your eye. You know, I better look into this some more because that's what I think I'm seeing is not what I'm being told in the Tuesday morning staff meeting. And I would imagine that there's a good bit of that in corporate America. The little bit of time I spent in airline management, there was certainly some of that. Mm -hmm. People don't want to hear the bad news, but boy, the guy at the top better understand when there is bad news. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that helps what you were thinking, but it does. Uh, that, that's what strikes me. Yeah, I think, and, and I see it as, again, not knowing one way, looking at the other way. And I think you're right with the perception of from the outside, we think it as one way. And then when we talk to leaders as we have, and then yourself included, you've absolutely said the same thing that others did, which is within the organization, there's wiggle room, if you will, your leadership style, what you can implement and things like that. So thank you. Yes. I think definitely so. I think there's plenty of room to be who you are yeah. in the military. It's just that, like I said, that very rank structure makes it a little tough sometimes to be sure you're getting the information you need to get. Yeah. And that's interesting study in itself. 
Let's talk about integrity because it is one of my favorites. I would love to hear from you. Let's go ahead. Give me your two cents on integrity and leadership. Okay. I tell my children that no one can take away your integrity, but it's real easy to give it away. That's the hard run. Mm -hmm. Sooner or later, we all run up against a situation where doing what we think is necessary to maintain our integrity is not what we want to do. And I'll give you an example, because this goes to another one of your favorite. This, this is part of, you know, being authentic. It's part of earning trust. You have to be who you are. You have to be authentic, but you have to keep your integrity. Here's a story from an airline I worked for once. Every year, if you're going to train your pilots and you're required to do that every year, the Federal Aviation Authority has to approve your training program. So one year when I was pretty early in the organization, we were very much into what was called human factors training. That was all brand new. So the corporation had put forth its training program. The FAA had blessed that. And then the vice president of operations finds out that some of the instructors aren't teaching to the syllabus because they didn't like that part of it. They didn't want to do that. So they're not doing it. Well, you, you don't have that choice because that can mean serious financial fines from the FAA if you're not doing what the approved program is. So the vice president comes out and says, the next instructor that it gets caught not following the syllabus is not going to be an instructor anymore. Hmm. And then the next instructor turned out to be his golfing buddy. Yeah. And all of a sudden we forgot that pronouncement about he's not going to be an instructor anymore. So you get one of those and it's over. No more trust with that individual because he laid down the law and then didn't do it. Yeah. And once the people below understand that, then your trust is, is gone. You don't get it back. I mean, you can work and work and work, but you're, it's going to take a long time before you earn that trust back again. Yeah. So that's kind of what I meant by integrity. You've got to be willing to make the sacrifices you ask your staff or your people to make. It's real easy to be privileged. Our U.S. Congress is real good at that, but you can't do that. People are going to follow you if they're going to work with you to get the things done that your vision says we need to get done. You've got to maintain your integrity. You can't play favorites. You've got to hold yourself accountable. You've got to hold people accountable and be willing to make those hard decisions that all leaders have to make from time to time to say, you know, I've got the wrong person on this team. That person needs to leave the team. That's part of it. But you can't play favorites with team members either. Again, I think you would call that being authentic. You have to be real. You have to earn that trust and keep that trust. And it's real easy when you're faced with one of those things like I just described, where I don't really want to fire my golfing buddy. You got to do it. You have to do what you've set out as the rules of the road for everybody to follow. And if you don't follow them yourself, then you've really lost. So that's what I meant by teeing up the idea of integrity. That's part of being a leader. Part of being a leader is being willing to make not just the easy decisions, but the hard decisions, especially when they're ones you don't want to have to do. Yeah. And I think integrity comes at a lot of different levels. And again, it's knowing yourself and maybe seeing or being put in situations. Of course, upbringing has something to do with it. Your worldview has something to do with it. But really at the end, it is, to me, that's the highest. It is absolutely integrity is what I hold dear, doing you know the right things, 
my mom says, when you put your head down on your pillow at night, did you do the right things? And you do it when nobody's looking the right thing. Well, I was just going to say that that's one of the old, you know, yeah. integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's watching. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly true. You know, we all fall off the horse every now and then, I think, unfortunately, hopefully in just a very small way, not like my vice president I was talking about, which was a big public way. Mm. And when you do, you've got to get back on the horse and get it right. But it is tough. And that's part of, of really being a successful big leader is the willingness to maintain your integrity and to do those things. And I think that's so important when we talk about business in the community, reaching out to our local community. It really embodies the full person wherever you go. And sometimes talking about trying to not be on all the time, but you're seen, I always say you're seen as whatever it is that you're representing. So every time that Rick walks out, Rick is University of West Florida. If I walk out, introduce myself, I'm University of West Florida. It's bigger than sometimes individually we think. Right. Absolutely. And that's. No, I think that's a, that's an excellent point. And it's easy to forget that as well. Yeah. You are speaking for the company when you're doing those things. Yeah. So Rick, let's integrity. What is your thought on oh, thanks, integrity? Thanks for asking, because I had a couple of thoughts. Casey, I'm going to be candid with you. This is a difficult interview because they monitor, edit these and they look for a phrase that really we can remember you by and they'll make like a signboard. You can see one in the back of my office here. They're going to have a hard time trying to pick out one or two for you. You've had so many great uh, just quick phrases that we could use for our students. We want them to look at that and so well, what a great thought. What are y'all talking about? We're talking about leadership. Our goal is to have a center for leadership someday. But I want to talk about a little bit of integrity to me. In teaching business law occasionally, we would have a section, or I would, on ethics. Mm-hmm. But a hypothetical for them to consider. And your boss is asking you, kind of like what happened to a guy I knew over in Jackson, Mississippi, that had WorldCom, Bernie Evers. And he's asking, mm-hmm. take a look at making some changes that would allow the business to look better. Now, he's not telling you to do it. He's telling you to take a look and stretch it as far as you can, bring it to him so he can take it to the audit committee. Everybody jumped on. He's unethical. He has no integrity. But I think that he's doing his job to say, are we taking advantage of lawful accounting rules? When he says, well, take it to the audit committee to see it, but they would immediately jump on that. And so I give them an example, and I'm not proud to admit, but I think most people that are in a position of leadership, you are tempted when it's your ox that's about to be gored. And as a relatively young attorney, I'd done some work for some folks, and there was a tax maneuver you could do to save some taxes, and it's called where they disclaim interest and it passes to the next generation. And that's, they didn't have a will that took advantage of the best tax plan. And so about a year later, after we had closed that file, I was going through and seeing what we would keep in the archives. And I saw a disclaimer document that had not been signed by the client. I saw, oh my God, I forgot to do this. And that document really doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't have to be filed. It just has to be signed within nine months of the date of death. I'm thinking malpractice, my family's home, my future. I'm thinking, how do I fix this? I could just sign this, backdate it, put it in the file, and it'll probably never be seen. Now, that's a that's where integrity comes in. I don't know. 
maybe no one else would have been tempted, but I was tempted to do that because I thought, well, here's a fail safe and I could save my family. And I slept on it that night and I made the decision that I was going to call the client and say, I've apparently screwed this up. It may never come up, but I need to let you know I didn't do this. So I called the client at eight o'clock the next morning. And he said, don't you remember we didn't sign it because we decided we needed the money. <laughs> so what a, a lesson for me is that I, I could have damaged him by trying to do that. So is it integrity, a lack of integrity? You said it can be given away so easily. Did I give my integrity away because I was tempted? I hope not. But I think when I was teaching that about, I call it ethic, is that you may be tempted, but don't ever make a decision to give away. That would be your integrity to save yourself. At least think about it, sleep on it. And I hope there's a lesson in that. As I say, I'm not proud that I was tempted, but I can sleep at night knowing at the end of the day, I was willing to do the right thing and it's made a lot of difference in the rest of my life. I'm able to look. It's a great story. It's a great story. I think we're all tempted from time to time. And it's what you do with that. You did the right thing. So you sleep well. And it's a life lesson. I think, Admiral, whether you're in command okay. or whether you're in the line of management on airlines, that we're given opportunities to make decisions that impact other people's lives and what we sometimes don't think about is the impact it does on who we are, what we know ourselves to be. So that's absolutely really fascinating talking with you today. I, I don't want to take us down another road because Allie would like to end with this, but let me just say that I really wanted to talk about those three thoughts because you've talked about so many other things yeah. as you've had these different podcasts, mm -hmm. but one of the constants in leadership all the way through, regardless of what level you're at, is the people that yeah. you're responsible for and the people that work with you and their futures. So I don't want to leave without having said that. I did a podcast for another organization that I'm involved with, and I said I was fairly well along in my life before a mentor that I had, and mentoring is so important, we don't have time to go that way either, taught me how important it was to take care of my people. And I've never forgotten the lesson. And, you know, being a boss is one thing. Being a leader is totally something else. It's easy to give people orders and tell them they got to get this done by quitting time today. You know, that's easy to do, but to lead is to really care about those people. And like I said, we could have a whole other hour just talk about taking care of your people, whether it's your troops in the service or whether it's the people that work for you in, in whatever company you're in or those. I remember those hospital CEOs saying, we got two things we got to do here. We got to take care of the real concerns of our patients regarding COVID and health. And we got to take care of the real concerns of our people, mm -hmm. our staff, yeah. regarding those scary thoughts. Yeah. And you always have to do the people thing. Yeah. And that's where I have to say that is underlying everything else. And in our world of technology and thinking that technology is going to take over, going to make some of my colleagues mad, it's not going to take over because you have the human element no matter what. And here is the little nugget. We have all been using technology for almost a year now to connect, almost. And what is the thing that most of us are missing? We're missing the human connection. All the research that we're doing during COVID and as academics, we do all of that in education and the hospital setting, it really comes down to we can't forget the human connection 
and really to flex those muscles as we come out of this pandemic and are able to be together again. It's really important never to forget how we're feeling right now, which is a little disconnected. Sure. So can I tie that back to leadership? So I was in my early 40s and I was commanding officer in my squadron, which was over in New Orleans. And I don't know why I decided to do this. Maybe someone gave me the idea, but it was a great idea if they did. I came to work one day and I said, I'm going to spend a day with one of the maintenance guys down in the trenches, if you will. So you pick what shop you want me to go to. And I'm going to go put my flight suit on because I don't have overalls. And I'm going down there and I'm going to spend the whole day with him. So they said, okay, well, here's where you're going to go. We want you to go down to the power plant shop. And we've already talked to the shop chief and he's picked out petty officer so-and-so who was someone I knew. And so I went down and I, he came to work and everybody was coming told that I'm going to be his shadow all day long, which, you know, I could see right away. He's thinking, oh my God, I got the CO looking over my shoulder all day. This is not going to be fun. So I said, so what are we doing next? What do we got to do? And he said, well, I've been told to go out to that airplane and change the fuel control on number three inch. I said, okay, how do we do that? He said, well, we got to do this, this, and this. So, you know, to shorten this story, half an hour later, we're each on a ladder standing up next to the engine with screwdrivers and pliers and bolt cutters and things. And we're disassembling the fuel control on that airplane when the thunderstorm comes. So we're out there working and we're just absolutely soaked through to the skin. We get the fuel control changed out, put the new one in, close the button up the airplane, and you know, that was that. And then it was time to go to the chow hall and have lunch and so forth and so on. And so the day kind of like that. I had a great time actually doing some hands-on maintenance with my crew, with those guys. But the benefit to me as a leader was they thought that was the greatest thing they'd ever seen because the old man came down and spent some time with the troops doing the dirty stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. grease all over your hands and soaked to the skin in the rain. And I've done that similar thing with other commands that I had. Find a junior person and spend the day with them. See how their life goes. It pays dividends in understanding what's going on in your organization. Like I said, the unintended dividend was they really appreciated that someone was appreciating what they do for yeah, and I, I have to share. I have to share a quick story you brought to mind. I make a lot of analogies about football and different things in sports. A coach once told me, "If you're going to be an effective leader, whatever you do, he's talking about life. But those guys make great mentors when you get older." He said, "Whenever you're going into your office, wherever it is, somebody's watching. So you always stop and pick up a piece of trash, so they'll know that you're willing to do any job." He said, some days, just make sure you find a piece of trash, even if you have to look for it. He said, because they're watching you, and that's what you were talking. You set the example. You went down, and you got on their level. And I know that Allie and I talk about that. All of our staff is Rich DeVos started Amway, and he once, his daughter said, well, Dad, why don't you give money to the garbage pickup guys at Christmas? They're just garbage guys. And he said, sweetheart, let me tell you something. If you don't think what they do is important to us, let them not come to work for about three weeks. So I think that the point you're making is if we can't relate and understand what our people do that we're blessed to work with, then we can't lead them very effectively. They're watching us. And always. They would probably call that integrity is what you did that day. You didn't go down and pretend to do it. You went down and did it. 
any of it. I just have to say that. Sorry. That one. At the end, this is a great story. You've led a very great life. And thank you for sharing with us, again, just some morsels of real good advice, but real advice. It comes down to being human as a leader. We cannot forget that. A leader has vision. A leader knows themselves and is able to reflect on themselves and takes the time for themselves. And ultimately, it's integrity that shows through whether you feel it, see it. Sometimes you just don't know, but it is integrity because that comes all the way through. So with that, I want to thank you so much, Admiral, for coming. Dean Fountain, thank you for coming and giving some of your light stories and also sharing the real you because that's what people are seeing. So I appreciate both of you being here. And until we talk again, thank you again.